This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a preschooler. And I'm Teresa, a working mom with a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. We all need a place to vent, so don't listen with your kids because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, the two J's of motherhood, jealousy and judging. And we are joined again by the delightful Teresa Edmonds. Burp. Uh, (laughs) The gas just has never left me. And I just want to say that one of our listeners on Twitter one day when like my like the acid reflux burping mm-hmm. whatever is happening in my body mm-hmm. the beautiful growth of my child mm-hmm. suggested uh, you sip a tablespoon of like cider vinegar uh-huh. and I totally am fine with vinegar I, I would uh-huh. I love vinegar uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like let me pickle something now I read it didn't follow her directions just did a little shot uh-huh. <laughs> real fast of it uh, but it totally worked. That's so cool. It worked. Does it? Is that for gas or acid reflux? I have no idea. But I just said just... I'm sitting here like. Okay. I, I, and you I, felt better. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it was really awesome. It sounds really disgusting to me. Love it. But I'm okay. like a pickle. All right. Yeah. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm <laughs> good. You know, I'm doing. I'm doing it. You're doing it. You're <laughs> still growing a baby. Growing a baby. How are you doing? I'm fine. Uh, I do have a question. What? Are you are you doing anything different this time? Or are you going with the doula? Because you were the doula. Yeah. I was you the, are I was the doula. one with the doula. You know, there's two of us. You were the one. That's how we're identifying. That's <laughs> how you can identify us on the street. <laughs> Teresa's the one with the doula. Are you doing the doula thing? Yeah, we are. We same just, doula? Same doula. She didn't fuck it up last time? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I'm really happy that we're going to have her back. Um, I talked to Jesse about it. Uh, and we both just feel like it was like we kind of can't imagine having to do it without her. <laughs> like she was such a lifesaver. Like right. I just can't. I I can't imagine having gone through labor without her. Yeah. And Jesse, mean Jesse. Well, he's just <laughs> no. But he really like he. I mean, he was really involved the entire time. Right. But he he told me that he felt like. He would not have been able to be that involved if it weren't for her, like, helping him get involved and, like, helping him know what to do. Oh, that's good. um, And just being supportive of him as well. Um, So she's back? She's back. We had a meeting last week, and it was great. Did you, I mean, was there anything up. like, like, was there a big question that you had? Like, I mean, you've now had two years to think about childbirth since the last time you went through this with her. Was there, like, a... Is this going to be harder, easier? Like, well, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like I really obviously like my greatest hope is that this one is just like so fast. Like, yeah, it's Baby. just like Ta-da, <laughs> here it comes. Um, but yeah, obviously we have no idea what's going to happen. But she did say, oh, you're my second repeat client. And I was like, how did your how did how did the other woman's second yeah. uh, delivery go? And she's like, it was really fast. And I was like, mine's going to be fast, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's how mine is going to be. That's good. You should just take that as fact and to be really yeah. mad at her when it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be her fault. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really good. And then um, 
And then we talked about like things, like how everything went last time and whether we would like make any different decisions yeah. this time. Um, we talked about like one of the things was like last time they bathed Simon r- right away, mm-hmm. like after the initial like skin to skin, right, 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 you know, 20, 30 minutes that they give you, then they like bathed him and, um, now there's like all this research where they know oh, that why do you always have to tell me about research? I know, I know where they know Ugh. that like the bacteria that they're born with on their skin is actually really, really good for them to like <laughs> for survival to keep on their skin for the first like 24 hours. And we all know that my laughing is always my own personal uncomfortableness. I know, I know. The giggling. I'm certainly not laughing at any of this research or Teresa. I know, I know. It's I don't me care. just being like, I'm awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Ew! Bacteria! Wash that fucking baby. Anyway. So, yeah, we talked about that. And then she asked me if I was interested in the placenta encapsulation. Ugh. And I was kind of like, because I didn't do that last time. Okay, um, just in case people did not hear our super secret show that we did about, about the, the very, very first, like our test yeah. show that Teresa and I did. I think only went out. It was, it was, like it a, was a donors. Run. It's a donors only episode. It's a donors only episode. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you're welcome, it's donors. Special it's special for you. It was like donors. the very first one that we'd ever done as a test recording, and on which we talked about placenta encapsulation. And we're like two of the judgiest women ever. Well, we talked about placenta. Right. I w- we didn't. We talk did about... talk about encapsulation. Did we? I was like this. I think. I think ninety percent of the show was me repeatedly saying, "I think I'm going to throw up." What do you mean you eat your placenta? <laughs> what the fuck? So for people who don't know, uh, I and my non-expertness will tell you people like turn the placenta into tiny little pills. Yeah, they like cook it and then <sighs> they like. Put it in some get capsules, I guess, and then you cap- keep it. Yeah. And then she was telling me you can keep it and freeze it and have it available for like, I guess there's like <laughs> markers. Okay, so it's supposed to be for postpartum depression to prevent postpartum depression, and there, it does other things too, supposedly. But that postpartum depression is one of the main things that is it just that the idea with? that you're eating yourself and you're cannibalizing yourself <laughs> is so horrific that any postpartum you may have is just completely negate. Is it the old like my foot will stop hurting if I I break my finger, right? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. It's like shock therapy. I'm just like, oh, fuck. Mind you, I will probably be eating my placenta. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. Um, Yeah, so, and then you can take it right away. And then she said you save it because I guess there's, like, markers for when postpartum depression can kind of kick in like uh-huh. it happened I can't remember what she said but it's like mine's right now six, four years I know, I know. <laughs> all right so but you're so she's doing so this. she's gonna she said you do it for me for free she's like I want you to because I was like I don't know I'll think about it I'll, I'll read the research about it because I didn't want to like pay a bunch of yeah. money for it I was like if this is bullshit I'm gonna feel like stupid that I just spent a bunch of money on this I'm all I'm totally on board for spending money on a doula like right, I, yes, I yes, like yes. fully you're, her her price has gone up. I am like happy to pay it. Sure. I think it's totally worth it, hundred percent. But with the placenta, I was kind of like, I don't know if I. What is that really worth to me? Like, right. I'm curious about it, but what well. is it really? Worth? But she's gonna do it for me for free. Well, um, if it's free, yeah. And she said, she said, <laughs> I just, I really want you to have that. And I was like, okay, great. So Thanks. I'm really excited though because I can uh, I can do this. It will be great. And I and can, I can report back about and it. And I can mock and you. And you can for mock me the entire year. time. My a minimum I got a, a minimum of a year mocking it. Yeah. What can I can other people eat other people's placenta? Um if you Does ask it, nicely. 
<laughs> Do not. Don't you dare don't hide go it in a tea. Near, don't go. Don't you hide it in a tea. I don't want to come in here being like, I have the worst headache. I, I, do you have any Tylenol? You totally hand me this like fucking placenta pill. Well, the funny thing is like she's going to do. She I think a lot of doulas and midwives offer this as a service to their clients. But um, I think you can also. So she's going to like do this for me. Right. And so I can like pretty much trust that the capsules I'm getting are my placenta. But like, oh my god! I know Ooh. if you had if you just like had a service do it. I don't know if there's you any have way no to like idea. be sure. If you're eating your own placenta. But I mean, I don't know. I imagine that the removal of my placenta <laughs> is somebody like stepping on one of those trash can, like <laughs> popping the lid up and just sliding it in. Um, bye bye, bye bye placenta. Thanks for all your help. Thanks creating Fuck this you. human. Uh, my only placenta story is that, like, we gave, I gave, we, I fucking gave birth to this baby. Mm-hmm. And the doctor says, do you want to see the placenta? And I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. And Stefan's like, I do. I do, yeah. Because yeah, he's, he's Stefan. Yeah. Th- he's really into that stuff. That's cool. It is. <sighs> well, yeah. now that we've heard about you possibly eating placenta, uh-huh. I feel primed and prepped for our discussion on judging and jealousy <laughs> for today because I think I just did a little I think I think I just had a little of both so l- let's move on into that <laughs> Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Oh my god, you're drinking coffee, but that must be decaf, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's totally caffeinated. What? Wait, but you're it's, pregnant. Yeah, but it's a cappuccino. Um, it's small, and it. I thought you weren't supposed to drink coffee when you're pregnant. Yeah, but but it's just a little bit. It's like less than an actual cup of Hand coffee. Hand it over. Why? So you can give it to Simon? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. I totally condone caffeine for not only pregnant women, including myself, but also babies and small children. (laughs) Teresa, I feel so judged. I feel so judged by you. Uh, While I'm equally having a delightful time judging you for giving Simon coffee. Mm -hmm. But I guess you're the better parent because you started Simon so early on coffee when you were pregnant with Simon, right? Yeah, so he's already like he's he's just he's very sophisticated he is he has a sophisticated he's a man palette. about town <laughs> yeah judging yeah there's so much of it yes. out there yes uh and you know I, I i have both been on the receiving end of judging mm-hmm. and i have been the dealer yeah of judging yeah so today i mean i don't i think we all know what judging is and feels like parent or no parent, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. So let's talk a little bit about like what's happening when you judge. Yeah. And we've decided that a wonderful example to start the show off with is a situation involving my husband, Stefan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so you're welcome, Stefan. <laughs> um, so let's set it up. Yeah. So where we... We went right, away. Having we a were, lovely brunch. <laughs> we were having a lovely brunch with, with our families. With our families. <laughs> and Teresa pulls out 
the squeezy pouch of like vegetable fridge. Now these were not around when like literally four years ago, no one was using these. Yeah. These were not around yeah. and available when I had Katie Bell. Yeah. This is the little fruit pouch yeah. that with the pureed like baby food. Yeah. In. You just squirt squeeze yeah. them. Squirt them in the mouth. Yeah. And Stefan <laughs> Stefan starts to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And we I, I we're not as Do you big, remember what he said? Why don't you he, tell me? Yeah, he yeah. basically just said, like, somebody, somebody, like, meant, oh, you know, you're using the fruit patches. And I and I said, actually, yeah, the thing that sucks yeah. about these is they're not recyclable, but they're so handy for like, right. moments like this. You know, they're so great. And Stefan was like, oh, yeah, we, you know, we never use those. And I said, well, you know, you're probably going to or something to the effect yeah, yeah, yeah. of, like, you're about to have a baby. Like, you'll probably, right. like, get ready for the. And he was just like. Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, we're never going to. like absolutely not. I remember because I was like really surprised okay. by what was coming out of his mouth. It was stuff like, it wasn't just, it could have just been left at, we didn't go that route. But it wasn't. Yeah. I remember him very clearly being like, not only are they wasteful, I don't know why you wouldn't just give your kid fruit. Yeah. Like, what's the difference between this squeeze pouch and an apple? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like mushed up fruit. It's just, yeah. you know, it seems wasteful. It's, I, I, I was like, got it. We got it. <laughs> got it. And it just keeps going. Yeah. And I was just like, I mean, it went on for like 10 minutes. No, it, was, it didn't go on for It was, 10. all right, 30 You're remembering minutes. it worse than Well, because I but... guess it's because it was coming from, from Team Lawrence. Right, right, right. I was like, right. jeez. Right. This is the kind of conversation we're supposed to have in the car after we leave breakfast. <laughs> where we're like, I can't believe she's doing the fruit pack. Oh, you know, why, why she can't just give her kid an apple? You know, like, we'd never do that. You know, like. That's what, yeah. <laughs> that is reserved car judging. Right. Not, you don't, and I don't think he even, I will say, I don't think the intention was, I hope you feel like shit for feeding your kid this. Yeah. But it did sound judgy. Yeah, it did. You know, because, and I guess it is judging because he, I would like to say yeah. that it's not judging, he was harmless, but it, it isn't because he does feel strongly yeah. about the waste and, you know, of the they're not recyclable. We went through this with juice boxes okay. between he and I did. All right. And I'm still going to hand that fucking kid a juice box every once in a while. I mean, <laughs> parties, you can't do it without juice boxes. <laughs> Sorry, environment. <laughs> but, um, I, I agree. He wasn't doing it to make me feel bad. He was just saying we would never do it. And this is why. Let me tell you why. <laughs> And I was kind of like, I was kind of like, I, I, t- I know Stefan and I, and yeah. I, like, I, it wasn't like, I didn't feel like attacked for it, but I totally did feel like, think, like, think to myself, God, like, maybe he's right. Maybe I shouldn't be using these. Like, but on the other side of that, okay, so say he was judging. Right. Okay. Who really cares? Like, the yeah. other part of that is right. like, wh- okay, so judging can hurt people's feelings and make people feel bad for their parenting choices. Right. Okay. I also, it's up to me to make the decision. Do I give a shit that Stefan that Stefan disagrees with right. my with what I'm doing? Right. And it takes me about two minutes of reflection <laughs> to go. Is this like? Is this something that I really want to change about my lifestyle? <laughs> right. Is this something that like you know what I mean? Like, is this something that really bothers me if Stefan feels differently about it? <laughs> right. No. Right. Yeah, but now here's something that's interesting. That just makes me think of something. And I think that it's sort of like a, a couple of different parenting issues there are. It's taking the moment to stop and think. Yeah. But a lot of times what happens when somebody says something, mm-hmm. a relative, a stranger, a friend, whatever, another, it doesn't matter, says something that makes you feel judged, 
usually something's ha- I cannot think of a single time I'm with my child that I am not totally stressed out on some level. Like we're yeah. at the grocery store, we're trying to get something, from A to B. Yeah. Like there's something you're on the defense for you're some automatically reason. Automatically on yeah. the defense because there's like you're trying to keep this child yeah. alive and, yeah. and raise them and be nice and do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So when something like that comes out, it's really I think it's almost harder to step back, count to ten, and say that question to yourself. Yeah. Like, does this fucking matter? Yeah. Uh, my focus is my child, not what this person just said to me. Yeah. And I'm not going to let it affect what I'm doing in this moment. Yeah. Versus, versus the immediate reaction of like, oh, like panic. Like, like, like a good example, a lot of judging that I have come across is stuff like, like I think about our listener last week whose kid was having a tantrum. You uh-huh, know, right. like we had a, we had a rant, rant last yeah. week where a mom was like, Anna Barnes and Nobles, the kids starts to throw a tantrum when they're trying to leave, calls her fat, does all these like horrible things that kids do because they're kids. <laughs> they don't come out polite and nice, anybody. Sorry. And I think about like how judged, like how feeling judged she might. I, mean, I don't know how you're not in a situation where your kid's screaming, yeah. but you don't feel everybody's watching you right. and thinking that you're doing some sort of horrible job. And they probably are. And they probably are. <laughs> they, probably, they probably are. Which is why it's so important to tell another mother they're doing okay, especially yes. when their kid's freaking out. Yes. Uh, I got your back. <laughs> like, let them yell. Like, yeah. whatever. But, like, when you're in that moment, your, your focus should be, how do I teach my kid through this lesson mm-hmm. how do i help my kid get out of this how do mm-hmm. i help us get out of here but once that judging sensation comes on the instant reaction is suddenly not your kid and suddenly right. not your well-being right it's get out get out get out That's which so always true. leads to some sort of disaster yeah yeah you know, like there was a example that a friend had where you know like they were at the groceries at the grocery store with her kid you know she goes over to get something you know down the aisle the kid's in the cart, and the kid just starts dumping shit out of the cart. Mm-hmm. Like this woman walks by and is like, "If you'd been watching your kid, that wouldn't have happened, right?" And she's like, "I just like I'm in the same yeah. aisle." And her, the response is, "the The response should be, thanks, thanks. I got it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I got it. And now I'm going to talk to my kid about what happened, right? Yeah, and, because that's what I would do anyway, right? But the response instead is, ah. Right. Push your kid out of there. Yeah. You know, and just get the fuck out of the store. And yeah. like your whole day is like shit. And then your kids. And then you're this, feeling bad all day. And, then and you're your feeling kids attacked. Like, and, and your kid's yeah. feeling attacked. Yeah. Because your, your kid's three. He didn't yeah. know what he's doing. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. And you know, the people who, the people who, like the strangers who are willing to make Ugh. comments like that, you know that that second after they said it, is the end of that for them. for them. They They're done. They're moving on with their day. They don't care. <laughs> they just like, spewed that. They're and not like out having wine They're not out dinner, thinking like, about it. I believe what this woman yeah. did at the They're not thinking about today. it. They're not, it's right. over for them. Yeah. It's meaningless to them. But for you, if you really internalize that, oh, yeah. it can like totally tear you up. That is like another perfect example of just like you need, if, if people are saying <laughs> judgmental <laughs> shit to you, even if it's totally innocent right. and it's your friend and they're talking Talking about fucking fruit patches fruit that patches. are destroying the earth. Right. Then you really can just take a second and be like, is it actually good for me and my kid to right. really like take this to heart right now? Yeah. Probably like 0.5% of the time, it is good for you to think about what somebody said to you and like right. see what and like kind of process it. And maybe there was some, some maybe kernel of wisdom done, there. Yeah, you know, right. like. 
it, do I really feel okay about how I'm doing things? Yeah, or am I, am I, I, I get it. I've had that question with myself where I'm like, am I going for ease over yeah. what may be best in the long run? Yeah. But that's a discussion for myself or for me and my husband or for me and my kid or yeah. for me to figure out during a restful right. time. Yes, and when it's like <laughs> on your terms, like when it's right. not just you feeling like attacked or targeted like yeah. by somebody you don't know, you know. All right, so so we got to remember to like step back. Yeah. And that helps. Yeah. Because you know, because again, I do think a lot of the times it is innocent that what people are saying, but mm-hmm. like again, the pressure cooker that parents find themselves mm-hmm. in all the time is hard. But there is also, you know, I judge. Right. So the I, other side of it is we're all judging too. We're all too, judging too. Right? Yeah. And I can think of, and I, like, all right. Okay, actually, you just went to a mommy and me group. Yeah, a like, parent and me a, thing. A parent and yeah. me thing. Yeah. And that is just a hotbed oh God. for judging. It is like the, it is it like is, the ultimate zone of, <laughs> it's where judging is born. That is right. That is right. Two will enter, one will leave. Like, everybody's got to come in. Like, you can't. It's so impossible to avoid uh, it. All right, so. Fuck, man. Oh, yeah. I was just... I mean, because it's 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 one of the what kind of scenario is it? Is it like a reading thing? Is it no? A it's like a full it... program. So you go and you do like a circle time right. thing, and then an activity, and then they go have a snack, and then they go out oh, and play. So it's kind thing. of like a whole thing. Yeah. Um, and it's cool. And the thing is, if you're actually just focusing on your child, like <laughs> to the point where you're not even making eye contact with anyone <laughs> around you, it's so enjoyable. Like it's so <laughs> great. You're just there with your child, like, right. connecting with your child, and having this activity. Of course, that's not ideal. Of course, you're also there to like socialize yes. and be friendly with people and help your kid learn to social and learn to socialize. Yeah, it's so it's so hard not to judge. It's so hard not I to know. be like, okay, I like this parent. Okay, I don't like this parent. Okay, what is this parent doing? Okay, why is this child like this? Like, it's just. Well, I really think, like in retrospect, that there's something about the birth to like almost right up to three, mm-hmm. that is just fraught with judging peril. Like, because I think, oh, because yeah. I think it's, you're still feeling really new. Yeah. Like the first year is you feeling so new and vulnerable to the whole motherhood thing mm-hmm. that, I mean, it is, you are clearly judging other people because you got to feel good about the decisions you're making. Right. And it's like your defense totally. for being judged. Totally. And you don't know what you're fucking doing. So it's just like, you just naturally judge. And yeah. then that year to two or up to three, you're starting to get your groove. You're starting to feel more comfortable. Yeah. So then you're judging because you've got this kind of extra time. You think you figured it out. Yeah. You, know, you haven't accepted that. Like yeah. maybe this isn't quite figured out. <laughs> you know, you haven't come to terms yeah. with your failures as right. a parent yet. Right. Yeah. So, That's like, the I, next stage. <laughs> the next stage. And then once you've accepted that, yeah. You like, I will probably judge the rest of my life on some level. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like. It doesn't feel. It's not as like much of an intense. open wound or something. Right. Like, I can remember like I have a, like a good example is Katie Bell was like eight months or nine, ten months maybe. Uh-huh. And she's kind of like you know walking, touching furniture stuff. And we were like at a group uh, vacation with a bunch of you know at a wedding and a mm-hmm. bunch of us staying in a house. And there was another friends of ours who at the time had two kids, uh, with the second kid being like a little older than. 
maybe like six months older than Katie Bell. Mm-hmm. And she's sitting, the mom's like reading a book on the couch and the kid is like trying to get the mom's attention and play with her and talk to her. And the mom is just not going to look at him. Oh my God. She's going to be on the book. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. She, and I, I'm just like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> like, your baby just wants to talk yeah. to you. Like this is blah, 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 blah. Yeah. A year and a half later. Yeah. I think back on this when I'm having this moment of like, I've got to get Catherine Bell to do her own thing. Like, I've got to, I can't cook if I'm holding her. I can't. Yeah. You know, I need some magazine time. I need something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I look back and I'm like, oh, she is playing with her kid lots of times. She is doing stuff. This is like one of those moments, though, where she's trying to teach. I mean, I, or maybe she's just a bad parent. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. But in my mind, but there I'm is some value it, in what she's like, doing. Yeah. I now see the value yeah. of what she's doing. Yeah. This, I, I see, I get it. Yeah. And I shouldn't have judged so harshly the first time. You know, like I understand. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something about. Getting past those first couple of years where you start to be a little more relaxed about it and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's what you were doing. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. It's funny because I found myself even like being judgmental about parents that I saw being afraid of being judged. Like, right. like, I, like I, there was a, a couple there with a baby and the baby was kind of like on the younger side of the of the group and the baby was kind of like interrupting the teacher during circle time and like trying to grab the book and stuff and it was like adorable baby right it was totally an asshole right it was like totally like completely completely more than fine like not even worth mentioning what a baby should be doing yeah it was like totally right it was fine (laughs) and like the and like the teacher made a suggestion to the parents like if you guys sit closer you know the kid can sit in your lap and be closer to the story you know without you know and that was all fine but like the mom the mom's comment was well he's like he's just he's he's a really he's like the biggest 16 month old ever everybody thinks he's older and I just was like, oh, God, because it was just so I, like, excuses it did not for- occur to me that you would even feel like, oh, my God, people are judging my baby on like how baby like, ba- like, yeah, like the, my baby should be better behaved. And so, I mean, 16 months is really young. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. It was just like it wasn't. So I first of all, I was judging her because I was like, "Really, calm down. Like yeah, nobody gives a shit. Yeah, right. nobody gives a shit." But then I was also kind of like, "Oh, you know, like my heart kind of goes out to her because you know it is that feeling of like you're with your little one, you're out in this group with other parents, maybe for the first time or right. one of the first few times, and you do kind of feel like people are." looking at you and are you are do they do they think you're doing a good job and do you think you're doing a good job right. and are you you know is your kid normal and right. i mean all these all these feelings that we all have that are like totally yeah like, valid. and i think yeah and i think you're totally right that like 2 3 4 like once the kids are a little bit older and you kind of have been right. through some more stuff with them it's a little bit less the sensitive is less that. so is judging tied to jealousy, do you think? Is judging springing forth from a place of jealousy? Sometimes it is. 
I, I think. All the fucking time. No, yeah. I don't think all the time. No, yeah. Because a no. lot of times you're judging it, and then you're just like, oh, God, I'm an asshole for yeah, judging asshole. that person. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, because the jealousy thing, I think, is sort of an innocent, can be an innocent thing, like the judging as well, where you're not, like, I, I, I know that, like, the two big ones that we hear a lot from our listeners is mm-hmm. stuff like, Oh, you work. How mm-hmm. nice it must be to be to have some you time. Yeah, some you time. Some you time, right? <laughs> Great. Another to more get out of the house time and like... than sitting at a fucking desk all yeah. day or whatever your but, fucking job is. Yeah. But like, but there is or how nice it must be to not have to go to a job. I do think that some of that is seated in this grass is always greener sort of yes, jealousy. Definitely. Or what makes you feel jealous? Yeah. I mean, lots of things. Like, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it crops up yeah, here and there. Like, I was thinking back to, uh, like, baby days with Simon, like, yeah. first, first year of his life. And I remembered that I, during that time, was really jealous of people, moms who could stay home full time. Like, right. full time stay at home moms who didn't have a job. Yeah. Like, and... It was because I was really enjoying that part of my life, this the staying home with Simon part right. of my life, or doing stuff with Simon. I shouldn't say staying at home, <laughs> but like the full time mom stuff, I was really enjoying, and the work stuff was making me feel really, really stressed out, and like I was doing a really bad job all the time. Right. Um. And so I like daily was just like, if only, if only, if, if only, only, if, if only. only, and like stuff that I would read online or people that I would meet, I would just be like, oh, they don't know how good they have it. It's so unfair. I wish right. I had that. And then that kind of petered out. Like as, mm. you know, I got more help at work and Simon got a little bit older and didn't need as much for me and I got more help with him. Like when I got more help with both right. areas of my life, I became really happy with doing both things. Right. Um, so that has sort of gone away. But the but I think I was trying to decide, like, I know I'm jealous of some stuff now. And I think... Hello, I'm just sitting here. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, no, I realized what it is. And what it's is like it? people who have their, like, mom living nearby. I agree. That's like, if, a big one. I'm so jealous of people who are like, oh, I just... Or their sister or their... Whatever. Some they're, sort of they're relative like close, who's eagerly who, interested like, in being involved yeah. with your family. Yeah. And that you can just, like, drop the kid off or... Or they yeah. just are involved more. Like, I'm so jealous. There's and I'm even... sure on the other side, it's like a bad episode of Everybody Loves Right. Exactly. And I, and I'm totally. sure I'm case, sure there's like. But that's not right. the point well, of I'm jealousy. Not about that. The point of jealousy and is. It's, ah! Right. And it's the same as like what my like imagination of what it was, what it would have been like to be a full time stay at home mom. Right. Like, I'm, there's tons of like difficult things about yeah. that when like yeah. your entire <laughs> life is. No, but like, no, you yeah. know, I'm aware of that too. And. Um, but those are the two things where, like, totally grass is always greener. Right. Jealousy is like, not about being empathetic with no. other people. Jealousy or or is about, about being like, rational at right, all. Exactly. It's just like, I want that thing that it seemed like you have, and I don't have it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I find myself—so I agree. I get jealous of the, like, the, the family team yeah. or even the friend team. Like, the even friend friends, team. like, just any yeah. kind of, like, team involvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the family thing. And I also I also get kind of jealous of Stefan. Oh. You know, a little bit like... Let's hear about that. Well, the, <laughs> well there's... I'm never jealous of Jesse. I'm like, oh, his job is so hard. I'm <laughs> well, so glad I don't not, have to do that. It's certainly not his job that I'm jealous of. But, like, I do think that there are times where, again, there's a lot... I, I, there's a... 
different approach to the parenting guilt workload, like whatever that just comes out, no matter how supportive both people are, like I think he really can just go see a movie without thinking twice about what's happening yeah. at the house. Yeah. I'm jealous of that. Yeah. Like I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's so like a state of mind, like oh. a state of being that like you can't control. Right. Like it's, you can't yeah. make that come true for you. I can't I don't want him to go to a movie and feel miserable the whole time. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. I don't want him to go out with his friends. But there's definitely like there were definitely moments, especially at the beginning with Katie Bell, that like she where you know, he was still doing sketch comedy with his comedy group mm-hmm. and there were still social events that like, you know, it always went up being kind of him that went. Not that he didn't encourage me to go, but I was just so fucking tired that right. it was just like nine o'clock going to a bar. Yeah. Like, I just can't. No. I want to do it, but I just can't yeah. do it. Like, it just, like, But like, it didn't mean that I wasn't like jealous of the fact that he could just that it felt like there were aspects of his life that hadn't changed once this baby came. Mm-hmm. Well, I felt like every aspect of my life mm-hmm. had changed mm-hmm. as a result of the baby. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think the two are kind of tied together a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. You know? I think, well, because I think every time you're jealous of somebody, you're also judging them because you're making a judgment about what's better and also about how it is to be somebody else. Oh, my God. Which is just not. All of it comes back to you. Yes. Ah, this is all our own fault. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell anybody. (laughs) So, so how do you deal with it when you figure out that you're being jealous? Well, again, it's sort of like the judge, Ada. I mean, I try and approach both the kind of the same way, which is to step back Mm -hmm. and be like, I I think I have more control over judging than jealousy because Mm -hmm. the judging, I can be like, all right, who gives a shit? Right what they're doing yeah, with their kid, really. Mm-hmm. The jealousy, I know that's really more about me. And I, mm-hmm. I know that's one of those things where I have to, like, step back and be like, yeah, but this is what we have. Yeah. This is what we were given in life. This yeah. is this is the life that we know. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only way, you know, I can remember my sister said this thing to me once when I was, like, in the middle of, like, some sort of relationship crisis a million years ago with somebody else. And she was like, you can't change anybody. The only person you can change is yourself. And I wanted to reach across the table and punch her in the face because mm-hmm. that wasn't the advice I wanted. I wanted I can make everybody else change to my will. Mm-hmm. But the truth is you can't. Mm-hmm. And as like a hard a placenta pill as that is to swallow, <laughs> uh, it's true. And so I can sit there and be as jealous of people as I want to be, mm-hmm. but that is never going to change my life. Mm-hmm. So I have to sit there and say, well, if I want a more flexible family, then that's going to have to start yeah. with me. Yeah. The least flexible person in this family. Yeah. You know? So, like, I think for me, the only way to, like, move past jealousy is to just really, like, really just think about what, like, what I have, basically. Yeah. Like, like essentially gratitude. Like, the right. word gratitude has been, like, so overused. Like, I don't mean it in, like, a hippy-dippy yeah. way, but, like, really just to be, like wait a minute, like, I don't really know what those other people have, but I do know what I have. And, like, to focus on what I do have, and that usually, like, kind of dissolves it. And then if that doesn't work, I just sit there and make up horrible things that are actually happening in those other people's lives. Yeah, that's a good idea, too. They're up all night because of drinking problems. Yeah. Yeah. Brian 
Wine from Throwing Shade, and we would love to throw some shade on you this summer. Every Tuesday, we inject all sorts of news stories concerning ladies and gays with silliness and sexiness. Just in time for bikini season. Check us out on Max Fun under Throwing Shade. Okay, they're not stupid. No, I know, but yeah, they could well, be. Well, why would you spell it out like Well, that? because I was the spelling bee champion of the world. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Teresa. Yes? I would like you to lay some genius on me that's going to make me feel (laughs) jealous. Okay. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Okay. This, this, you're going to like this one. (laughs) We're driving, we're driving, sometimes Jesse and I carpool to work in the morning. Uh Uh-huh. We're driving this morning to drop Simon at daycare on our way to the office. Jesse is driving. I'm actually sitting in back with Simon, which I don't really do anymore. But pretty soon I, you're not going to be able to. I do won't it be able anymore. to. But I was, it's like it's literally like two minutes down the hill yeah. to the daycare, and I was like already back there putting him in. So whatever, I'm sitting back there with Simon. We're kind of like goofing around and like laughing and having yeah. fun. And then Jesse, like literally, almost rear ends the person in front of us, like slams on his <gasps> brakes, like slams to the point where I like audibly went. <gasps> Like, you know, one of those, like, and I couldn't help it. It was not right, right, it was right, right. scary. Like, we thought we were going to crash. And then he's like, sorry, sorry, didn't realize the traffic was slowing or whatever. Right. It was like somebody decided to make a stupid turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us, whatever. And then two seconds later, silence. And then Simon just goes, Mommy, can you drive? <laughs> Ten points for Simon. Amazing. <laughs> Oh my god! And Jesse goes, not funny, not funny. <laughs> I like that as a genius moment because you're raising your son as a genius. Yes, he's a genius. He's a genius. Thank you. <laughs> so my genius moment was we were we it was yeah you know, it's been really hot in Pasadena and uh, his parents Stefan's parents came uh, to Pasadena and got us hotel room got us a hotel room at the hotel. And they were going to stay there, like a mini sort of staycation away from nice. the house, <laughs> air conditioned. Yeah. Great. So the first night, we don't bring the pregnancy pillow. First of all, this is kind of a genius in and of itself. Oh, it's a genius in and of itself. Let your in-laws get you a hotel yeah. room. Yeah. Uh, when, you ha- when it's 100 when degrees it's 100 outside. Degrees and-, and you don't have central AC. Yeah. And you're pregnant. Yeah. Um, so we don't bring the pregnancy pillow oh, the first okay. night. All right. And because I'm like, I'll just use pillows. Yeah. I'll just surround myself with six pillows. It'll yeah. be the same thing. It was not the same thing. Mm-hmm. It was not even remotely the same thing. I could not sleep Aww. all night. I woke up. I have not. I, I, I hurt so badly. Aww. I mean, like I physically, I could only, I couldn't roll. I couldn't move. Everything hurt. It was bad. So I sent Stefan home for the pregnancy pillow. Then I'm because we're like yeah, five, five blocks away, away from yeah. the house. So we get the pregnancy pillow back, and I know that like for Stefan, it's sort of this. There is something like weird about hauling a gigantic yeah. lifeboat pregnancy pillow through it's kind of anywhere, hilarious. anywhere. Yeah, can everybody just don't mock me at my yeah. pregnancy pillow? Yeah. Because that night, I had the best sleep ever. Oh. Like it was heaven. And I, my genius moment is accepting my giant awkward douchey pregnancy pillow. That's great. And loving it. Yeah. It's because great. it makes my body feel 
fucking great. That's awesome. The end. Good job. You're home at 5.30 today, and in a half hour, I managed to take out the garbage, replace the bin liners, take the big cans to the street, clean out the cat litter, feed the cats, make a steak dinner with broccoli and bread, um, plant seeds with my son, and feed my three-year-old, my three-month-old daughter while pumping extra milk to feed her later. All in the half hour after I got home from school pickup. So I was feeling very accomplished. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. I don't understand how that's physically possible. So that's she amazing. She is a fucking genius. She's a total genius. Yeah, she deserves the full genius salute yeah. for getting it. All that shit done in 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, we, there are those windows of total clarity where, like, everything falls into place. Yeah. You know, You're you like, get it, like, once this, a year. This, this, yeah, this. yeah, boom, 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 <laughs> right? And and it deserves to be celebrated. Yes. Good that job. shit deserves to be celebrated. Really good good job. job, mom. Let's immediately feel horrible. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Yeah, I've got a great one here because this one is um I actually this is the this is the best kind of fail. It's the fail that you thought was going to be a genius. Oh. Um yeah. and that I had already re- I was so confident that this was going to be a genius <laughs> that I wrote it down in my little genius notebook to remember wow. to say on the show as a genius moment. And then today when I was looking through that, I was like no, that didn't happen at all. That <laughs> that was a fail. <laughs> so basically, when we moved into the new house, we have this like little uh, yard in back with uh-huh. little grass, and I was so pumped to use it for like hanging out out there, right. running around with the little babies and the bare uh, feet, and all grass. nice and fresh and lovely and summertime, <laughs> whatever. Um, and we have been using it a lot, but um, we have two little dogs. And I was so excited about my little plan to have this little pee and poop area on the side mm-hmm. of the house for the dogs mm-hmm. where they were I was just going to train them to go only oh, over there yeah. and they weren't going to go on the grass <laughs> at all. And Ever. they would just play on the grass and they would know. Your I'd dogs not, are geniuses. They would know this is not where we go to the bathroom. We go to the bathroom on the side of the house. Right. Well, that never How'd happened. That worked out. Well, one of the dogs, one of the dogs was willing to go in this designated area. The other right. dog just wouldn't go there at all. <laughs> she just refused. And so then we like figured out this other part, this other like area where they could go, and which they do use regularly. So luckily, they're not going in the backyard like right constantly. But like they definitely, like I definitely did not put in the time required to get them to like be deterred from going in the backyard. Right. Like they're still like. Well, this isn't the main area we go, but it's still grass. It's still outside. If we're outside, we're definitely going to pee and poop here. So you have a lovely minefield for playing in uh, in the backyard. (laughs) Gross. I have scarred Catherine Bell for life. Well, yeah, yeah, we know that. Well, (laughs) physically. Okay. Uh, so, so So, like, last night, it's after dinner, my stomach has gotten really like pregnancy upset. Mm. Uh, Stefan is like walking out the door and I didn't know he was like, I didn't know he was going somewhere last night. And so like, he's like, I gotta go. Bye. It's like time to brush Katie Bell's teeth. And she's like, I'm ready. I'm in the bathroom. And I'm like, so am I in the bathroom and I can't stop what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And it's not pleasant. And I'm like, all right, well, you can either hang out in here and start brushing your own teeth Mm -hmm. and wait for me. I I can't do anything Mm -hmm. at all. I have so much pain and so much discomfort. And... (laughs) 
<laughs> she's like, all right, I'll start brushing my teeth. And then she's like, Mama, it really stinks in here. <laughs> we need to light a match. We need to light a fire. Because that's what we always do. And she, like, loves the idea of, you know, the match and the smoke and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right. I'll get them when I'm done. And she's like, I'll get them. Right. So she pulls the matches down from the shelf and she brings them over. And we have let her like strike a match before, like, Mm -hmm. you know, under our supervision, like Mm -hmm. together. Uh, I'm again, I am unmovable. Yeah. With gastric issues. Right. (laughs) Right. So she, I'm like holding the box and she's going to like strike the match and blow it out. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we know to do. I'm watching her and I'm like, oh, she's striking it towards herself. She's not striking it away. But I I cannot do anything. I'm Mm -hmm. so paralyzed. Anyway, she strikes it and it's like the one time out of like a hundred times that like you get the spark jump at the same Mm -hmm. time, like the little tip of the... Uh, match jumps off and like totally burns her thumb so she's like ow and she's still holding the lit match like I grab her hand very gently and like blow the match out I'm like drop the match you know and she drops it and she's just like I've just burned my after the crying of like oh burn Mm -hmm. she's like I just burned myself for the first time ever (laughs) and I'm like that's right and then like I felt like a horrible but I'm like I can't there's, like, nothing I could really yeah. do here. We've done it. Yeah. So let's run it under cold water. We'll get a Band-Aid on it. Like, it's fine. And then this morning, she turns to Stefan. She and Lights, and she and Stefan are in the bathroom, and apparently Stefan comes out and says, did she get burned last night on a match? I'm like, yes. Yes, she did. <laughs> and he goes, well, she just said that was a really bad idea, and you shouldn't have let her light that match. And I was like, I hate everybody in this family. So I let my four-year-old... Play with with matches. matches. (laughs) Good job. My husband and I have a 15-month-old son, and he ends up in bed with us in the middle of the night sometimes. And I was out of town for three days. And right before I left, my husband said, what do I do at night if our son is sleeping in the bed with us and the dogs have to go out? Because they don't want to, we have a big California king bed, and he was scared he would fall out. And I told my husband, don't worry, it's only going to take two minutes, let the dogs out, go to the bathroom, come back, he'll be fine. <laughs> so I guess at 5 a.m. the other night, morning, my uh, husband went to let the dogs out and he's downstairs and he hears thump and then screaming. Oh, so he runs upstairs and our poor son is laying on the floor with a with a big fat lip and some blood. And so I was in Chicago at the time and... I got a phone call about an hour later. My husband freaking out, and I felt so terrible because I told him, don't worry, it'll be fine. And it wasn't. <laughs> I like that fail because it's like a remote it's fail. It's a remote fail. It's like this remote fail. Oh, it's like, so, you, why is it her like, fault, though? It's about you know what I mean? like, fault, but like, I understand the guilt of like, I know. like at least, you know, she's got to go, and she's like, you're going to be fine. Like, she's at least the, the mom who's like, the wife who's like, yeah. you're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, as opposed to like, these are the 10 things you're going to have to yeah. do. The dogs will have to suffer. Like, whatever. Yeah. And she totally, it's a classic fail in that you're like, let it go, and you're like, you're going to be fine. Yeah. And it totally something happens. Yeah. And you feel like shit. Yeah. So, bad job. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, 
call you on the phone. Teresa, yes. Let's call a mom. Yay! <laughs> Let's call a mom we've talked to before. Yeah, I need the comfort of familiarity. <laughs> Me too. Uh, this week, we are bringing back Teresa Edmonds, aka Reese Dixon, lifestyle blogger, mom, Mormon, activist, and more. This woman seems to have been through pretty much everything one can go through, uh, except possibly, you know, dynamite explosions, and keeps on being nice to people, making her a much better person than me. Uh, welcome, <laughs> Teresa. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> For our listeners, if you, we're not going to, we're not going to take you back through everything. Uh, Teresa was on episode 23, our mom guilt episode. So we encourage you, to, if you haven't heard that episode, to go back and get to know her a little bit more. But uh, she's a really a lot of fun. But we will ask her a repeat question, and that is, who lives in your house? Um, a lot of animals. <laughs> My <laughs> husband, Jared, who I call Bear on the Blog, and my son, Atticus, who has cerebral palsy and is kicking its ass. Yeah, very nice to hear. And we are actually, uh, given the wide array of uh, life experiences that you've had, we are having you back uh, to sort of start focusing in on a few of these. And the one we want to kind of talk about today is having is being a parent of a child with special needs. The first sort of thing I want to ask you is, is it... <laughs> Is it really harder to have a child, right, with a disability, or is it just something that parents with quote-unquote okay kids say to seem empathetic, or, is it, or does it just boil down that all parents are having an equally shitty time given whatever the circumstances are that they find themselves in? Like maybe you have a biter, or maybe you've got a yeah. kid with, you know, a peanut allergy, or maybe you're ADD, or maybe you personally have an issue, and right? that plays into raising your kids. I mean, clearly there are exceptions like... Uh, kid with a wheelchair going to a playground that mom is definitely having a different experience looking at yeah. things like playgrounds than say i am but at the same time i might be having a different experience if my kid is in fact a biter every time we walk yep. into a playground you know what i mean like and I, I or is totally a totally bullshit mean. question <laughs> that uh, where i'm trying to take away your thunder <laughs> yeah. for having <laughs> for having a harder time but this is what makes me Right. So, no, I, I, I mean, in some ways, being a parent of a special needs kid is really hard, and so it's tempting to go like, "Yeah, whatever gets you through the day," you know, like, right. think you're special all you want. But I think the reality is exactly what you said. Every kid has special needs. Right. Like, maybe they're not learning to read. Maybe they don't know how to share. Maybe they're just kind of a little brat. <laughs> has special needs. Like the motor stuff, heartbreaking. Like play groups are really difficult. Um, and if your kid has a diagnosis that allows you to have individualized education plans within the school district, that can be really complicated. Mm. Like meeting with this team of specialists and like getting your kids' educational needs met, but every parent has to get their kids' educational needs met. And whether you are trying to determine if it's the special ed classroom that's right for them or the gate program that's right for them, 
it's hard, period. <laughs> like, the educational system is hard. Um, there's a lot more appointments, and that is hard. Um, I have, like, the best guns of my life. <laughs> totally cut in my biceps because I'm lifting the wheelchair so much. And I'm lifting him <laughs> so much. And so, you know, there there are complications, but... Well, and clearly I perks. Really, <laughs> yeah, and perks. If well, you've got better really arms... Is, like, Right. There are so many silver linings in having a child with a disability. One of my favorites is it's like a blessing and a curse having, you know, so many specialists and this team of people that you all have to get on the same page. That can be difficult. But at the same time, how many mothers would, Mm. like, sell their limbs? A team of professionals tell them, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get that. I get that. I get trained professionals telling me I did a great job. Like, that is awesome. That is so worth all the appointments. And and at, since Addie has a motor disability, I'm kind of his physical connection to the world. And so he is a five-year-old boy, and he will still crawl up to me on the regular and say, Mama, let's go have a snuggle. Like, he <laughs> is the most huggy and kissy boy because we're always... Like, we've got that intimate connection as right. I'm, like, putting him in the car and taking him out and, you know, all. So, there's perks. There really are. Well, I guess I wonder, like, we were talking today. Today's show is a little bit is on judging and jealousy. And you were you were just sort of talking about, like, the, in some of the things that you were listing, my mind immediately went to if I was in a similar situation where I was needing to, like, really pull teams together and things like that and play I thought that you said play dates and I thought yeah geez I would be really pissed if in trying to it's already hard enough to find play dates but then it like would I prefer a play date group or a play group of kids who are similar to my kid in in, and having special needs or would I get really pissed that I'm like no my kid's going in with the kids who don't who just like a group of kids like any yeah. group of kids any random group kids. of kids yeah so like yeah. is it does that do you ever have those moments like where you're just oh, like constantly oh well, i tend to be like kind of a drill sergeant mom i'm just like get out there and like if yeah. he falls over he falls over but learn to not fall over <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so i'm just like yeah throw him in there but it does get really heartbreaking to watch because there is rejection that happens because kids are kids, you know? Right. Anything different gets rejected. But when there is some pure-hearted little kid that comes and plays with them, it's like, I mean, your heart just explodes with the goodness of the world, you know? <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing. So, so we don't do a ton of play dates just because the logistics get really complicated right. and because of Addie's temperament. I don't think there is a mom that doesn't have a story about a mixed bag play date of right. their kid being left out or mm-hmm. having a great experience with just childhood. Well, do you, all right, well, let's talk a little bit about the experience of like parents and kids relating to you and your kids. So I, I feel yeah. like, I think there's like two sides to this. Uh, so we'll start with the harder side, which is, and I, you've kind of touched on this on your blog a little bit, and we'd love for you to talk more about it. But, like, situations in which parents are using your child's situation to sort of teach their kids a lesson, a little like, you know, yeah. well, you could be in a wheelchair. How does People that... are oblivious. Yeah, I mean, they're just oblivious yeah. to, like, 
<laughs> so, like, yeah, you've touched on that a little bit, but we'd like to hear you uh, really go off yeah, on that. That happens a bunch. And, like, the whispers and, like, the pointing, I see that. Yeah, people will do that a lot where they will treat him like he's an object lesson right. instead of a real kid. <laughs> I'm making air quotes. <laughs> and, yeah. and, like, they like he can't hear them. Like, that's what makes me crazy is when people see a wheelchair and they automatically think vegetable. And right, so they right. say the most horrific things. And I'm like, he can hear you. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? Oh, people suck. Yeah, and they do, like, the whisper, whisper, whisper and the, you know. Ugh. But people are crappy all over the place, you know. Right? Yeah, yeah. People say shitty things about. What, uh, what do you right? do? What do you? What do you like? If if somebody says something out, like, do you engage, or what do you find is the best way to Sometimes. handle it for yourself and, and for him? Because obviously he's there and he's watching your every move and how you react yeah. to these situations. Well, uh, since I'm obviously kind of a sassy broad, um, sometimes <laughs> I'll just flat out say, he can hear you, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and shame them, you know? Right. Sometimes I think people have earned a good shaming, yeah. right. and I'm happy to give it to them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes, but I'll also do the reverse. Like, if a mom, there was this one time I was in a bookstore, and there was a little boy who was really staring at Atticus, and his mom kind of pulled him up short and said, it is not polite to stare. If you have questions, go and talk to him. And I actually went up to her and I said, that was excellent yeah. parenting. Yeah. Thank you so much. And she kind of got embarrassed. You know? <laughs> I was like, that was awesome. That's exactly what I want people to say. Well, that, you know, yeah, kids okay. are... That's the, that's the next stare. question. Like, how do yeah. you, like, how do you advise... You know, those of us who want to have empathetic kids, I mean, because like I for me at this point, I see it sort of as the same way I'm teaching my kid about, you know, differences of race and differences of religion, yeah. and just general differences. We're all built different. It, it means very little in the grand scheme of things. So like, you know, it's and, and three year olds and four year olds, especially haven't quite filtered their question, you know, their questioning right. kind of thing. So, like, you you want to teach people it's not okay to stare. You don't want anybody staring at anybody mm-hmm. for being in a wheelchair or having, like, a, you know, gray hair. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> we get a lot of, like, are you pregnant to, like, anybody who's oh, yeah. got a slight belly. You know what I mean? Like, right now, because I'm pregnant. You know, and yeah. you're like, <laughs> and you don't want to say, like, that's a great situation where you can't be like, well, some people are overweight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I think every child um, would benefit from a discussion of, like, when it's appropriate to make comments and when it's not. Because I, I have had nieces and nephews who have, like, commented on somebody being fat. Right, Because <laughs> like, right. kids are, you know, dumb and honest and they can't help these things. Well, they so also don't associate that. They also um, don't associate it with negative at this point in time. Exactly. I, you know, it's like it's different. never malicious. Totally. And so if you get a good vibe, like if it's, if you read the room and it feels friendly, you can just say, I don't know, why don't we go talk to him or yeah. why don't we go ask him and um, reinforce that it's, a human being right. <laughs> mm-hmm. different, um, you know, and if you can relate it to anything familiar, you know, grandma has a walker, grandpa uses a wheelchair, right. um, anything that they might have experience with, um, just relate it to their world as best you can. And, um, like, I really want to reinforce to children that if they see something different and they understand that it's different, that they should just ask questions and not be afraid. 
So I have to introduce Addy at whenever he starts a new school, whenever he starts a new class at church. You know, the first thing I'll do is talk to the kids and explain his disability and how he can think just like they can. And if they have any questions, they should ask. And it's okay to ask when someone's different because that's how you learn how you're the same and can be friends. And kids seem to totally get that. They're like, oh, all right, then. Like, there's nothing to be afraid of? Okay. And... And they're good, you know. Oh yeah, it's usually the parents that. I talk think this yeah, out. no, I think yeah, I think this is really it's it's really helpful too because like I think, um, like I was saying to Biz before the show, like I have Simon so little that we haven't really. This, it hasn't really come up talking about differences that much. Like he's just barely starting to notice, right. you know, um, yeah. let alone like say anything about it. Like, I think one of the things that like I can imagine myself doing in a situation is like feeling like, okay, like the reason I wouldn't encourage my child to ask a question is that I would feel afraid that like, well, it's not that other child's job to teach my child about right. his problem or about right. what's going on. And like, and, and that is, and that would make me just go like, oh, let's just like say hi and walk away. You know what I mean? Like, that's just like yeah, right. my own social anxiety about like, am I doing this wrong? You know, which, which so I guess it's good to hear. So it is yeah, good it's to really hear helpful that, like, to like that most most people be receptive because I think it's, and as a parent, you've got to be prepared to like start thinking of something relatable so that when you start talking to the child and the other parent about like, yo, oh, what does it mean to be in the wheelchair? What does it mean? You know, like asking the, the yeah. kids asking yeah. questions, you you know, you everybody can start a can real dialogue. Yeah. yeah, everybody can participate in it. Totally. Because I think it's hard. And sometimes yeah. the person might, I mean, you totally have to read the room. Yeah, right? Because sometimes true. they yeah. might be like, you know what, I am not, I don't have time in my life for yeah. education today. Right. You know? Yeah, like, right, totally. right, right, right. Totally. <laughs> and and, so, that, and yeah, that is okay. It might not be open. <laughs> yeah. That's right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. But I, again, I think, oh my God, this ties back into everything we continue to talk about in the show. It's just as the, when you're in that situation on either side, it's taking the breath and being clear and realizing it's very rarely personal, you know, like, yeah. you totally. Know, you know, it, but I think the core is reminding, you know, your child that everybody is different and that is a great mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and that questions are safe, you know, yeah. they're just questions. And I mean, the, you... the kids are almost always awesome. It's really the ones who give me the grief are almost always the parents. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's what what does it more often than anything is when people are trying to be supportive and empathetic, and <laughs> what they end up doing is just kind of othering us. Right. Right. So like, totally. They'll be like, oh, you must just be the most amazing parents. Right. I could never do it. You are the most amazing parents. And he is such a special little spirit, sent to such amazing <laughs> oh parents. And they they want that all comes from a good-hearted place. Yeah. But what the reality of that is, is for one thing, it puts us in our own category. It's not like in the real human being category. Right, right. It's yeah. just like them. Yeah. Um, You're but a special I think angel. But also <laughs> denies the awesome stuff we are doing. Yeah. Like, if it was just because we were so great, then what's so impressive about that? Right. But the fact that we are regular human beings who, I mean, 
I was afraid to have a child who was stupid. Let right. Alone. Way yeah. More, yeah, I'm way more afraid of a dumb kid yeah, than having yeah. a dumb right. kid. Right? Yeah. An so, ignorant, dumb, mean yeah. kid. I, I am not one of those moms that was like, give me the hard one. Like, sign me up for the advanced parenting track. You know? <laughs> I did not even want kids for the longest time. And so the thought that, like, that I'm in this special category, yeah. it terrifies other mothers that wind up, you know, that get a diagnosis and find themselves in this camp and think, I'm just a normal person. How am I ever going to be able to do this? You know, it's it's just normalizing that that what we're doing makes it amazing. Like, just we're doing great stuff. It it means more that way, that we're just human beings and we're still managing to do this. But for Atticus, like, I get really nuts because... So I've written and spoken about this a lot. There's this trope that I call the magical burden, and it's based off of the idea of the magical Negro in films, Mm, how you'll have this character like Bagger Vance, who's a black person who just comes in to solve the white person's problems and then disappears and like has no story (laughs) or life their own. They only exist to serve the white character. And so I think that special needs kids are so often treated as the magical burden. You know, they don't have their own life, their own goals, their own, like, journey. They just exist in order to teach the people around them, like, how to be great people. (laughs) And that's such bullshit. My kid will have a whole life ahead of him. He is not a prop that exists to show that I am this amazing person. He is his um, own amazing person. And the fact that he is doing as well as he is is because of his character. Like, there are so many kids that I know of, I've watched them in therapy, who are whiners, who, like, don't want to do the work, who are lazy, just like any other kind of kid. And the fact that mine works so hard and is overcoming so much because he's a little champion, <laughs> and if he didn't have a disability, he'd probably be training for the Olympics or something. Right. <laughs> That's I'll be. He's so amazing, not because he's got this disability and everyone with disability is a hero. Like, no, <laughs> there's lots of people with disabilities who give up, who don't do yeah. the work. But we never talk about those people. We only talk about people with disabilities as like, you know, props. <laughs> well. We want you to know that this is a safe place where we don't think you're a hero at all. Um, <laughs> you will never get that. We can always promise you that uh, we will never make you into a magical special uh, hero or parenting triumph. Uh, sorry. Sorry. You suck I'm, it up like the rest of us. <laughs> I am just as big a screw up as anybody else. Amen. Well, we have got to wrap up for the day but that was like so help that was actually that really was really helpful Mm -hmm. and great to hear and um uh, a good reminder that that none of us are all that special (laughs) 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 and that and all of us are all of us are are amazing um it's a glass half full half empty type situation <laughs> um, so thank you for joining us again and once again thank we'll link everybody up to all uh, to your blogs and all those wonderful things and yep. i'm sure we will talk- and right. youtube.com slash reese dixon absolutely we will do that and thank you so much 
Thanks for having me, guys. I love hanging out with you guys. <laughs> yeah, come back soon. Yes, please. <laughs> okay, anytime. All right. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. That was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. That was awesome. And made me feel... I'm really jealous of her now. Well, I was going to say, actually made me feel like a better person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, you know... uh, Yeah, no, it was really good. And it is, like, such, again, uh, this reminder that, like, everybody's life is on their own journey. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's about being respectful and nice and raising your kids to be respectful and nice. And I really don't care how you were personally raised that made you so screwed up (laughs) and how to (laughs) deal with other people. But this is your opportunity to change Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Unless you feel like having a total mom breakdown in which we will embrace you with open arms. So let's have a mom breakdown. Yeah. Hi, anybody interested in a 16-month-old boy? He's adorable. He's got lovely curly blonde hair and a sweet little face. And he's extremely precocious. He can climb anything and reach any object, no matter how sharp. He also, I believe, has psychic powers that allow him to find small objects that he really shouldn't be eating or poking himself with. Uh, Things I didn't even know I owned. Uh, He's uh, wonderful. You can have him for free. I'll throw in some diapers and some bottles and maybe my husband. Yeah, you can have them all. Thanks. Bye. Oh. <laughs> that may be one of my favorite. It's a really good one. Favorite rants yeah. ever. I think... I think somebody needs like a mom's night out uh, or something, <laughs> <laughs> or a week out. Yeah. Uh, oh, mama. Uh, well, at least you're embracing it with a sense of humor. Yes. Yeah. And not quote unquote going out for milk and never coming back. <laughs> we always make that joke at home. Just going out for some milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, don't leave. Yeah. Oh, hang in there, mom. You're doing okay. Yeah, you'll be all right. That, all those, all the sharp things. And uh, choking has it. It's just going to toughen up your kid. Yeah, totally. You're doing a good job. (laughs) You're fine. Everybody, hang in there. Let's let's go back to our original mantra of less judging, more laughing. Yes. When you see somebody doing something that you totally don't agree with. Just laugh at them. Just laugh at them openly. (laughs) That's that's what I do. And when you find yourself in a situation (laughs) where it's more laughing openly and crying on the inside because you're horribly jealous because it seems like they've got it figured out much more than you. They probably don't. No. Your life's probably pretty good. Yeah, or or at least their life probably least. sucks a lot more than it looks like. That's right. There's something. <laughs> trust me, something horrible is yeah. happening on the other side of the in yeah. the other grass yard. Yeah, um, it's Except probably like those... Teresa's, and it's filled with dog poop. It probably is. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the grass hasn't been mowed in a while, That's so right. you can't see the dog poop. <laughs> <laughs> so, so less judging, more laughing. We need to work really hard at not feeling like shit for being a mom or dad or somebody without kids or whatever. Just stop feeling like shit, everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, Just eat that fruit pouch. Eat that fruit pouch. Eat that fucking placenta. <laughs> Throw that shit on the ground. Fuck it. That's right. Encourage your kid to ask uh, others and strangers give awkward your, questions. Give your kids matches. Give your kids matches. Let your dog shit everywhere. <laughs> we never played in my backyard as a child, ever. Ever.
so filled with dog shit. And, uh, you know, I think that Teresa Edmonds just gave us another good reminder that, you know what? We're all just trying to make it work. Yeah. Uh, Try and be supportive of each other. None of us, like, has it on lock. Like, none of us, none of us doesn't deserve that, like, pat on the back, that good job, mom. Like, none of us is just, like, born to do this and can do everything flawlessly. Like, we're all trying our best. We all deserve a equal, (laughs) you're doing a good job, just for, like, getting out of the house. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So, Teresa, you are, in fact, doing a great job. Thank you so much. So are you, Biz. Thank you very much. (laughs) One day I'll believe you. (laughs) We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, maybe buzzing by, got thrown down mama. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.